Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Brian Post podcast. And for those of you that have been following along, we are going through 1 Corinthians 6. And we're going to be taking a look at verses 13 to 20. I know it's been a while since I've made a post, but we are going to uh, go ahead and get started this morning. I'm just going to jump right into the text. The text reads, Food. Foods are for the stomach and the stomach for foods, but God will destroy both and it both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God has both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall then I take the member of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined with the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. For every sin that a man does outside the body uh, is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of, of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? And you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Paul, the author of several letters in the Bible, often employs a unique style of addressing various subjects within the same letter or passage. This approach can make his writings intricate and interconnected as he transitions between discussing theological concepts, offering practical advice, giving moral guidance, and addressing specific challenges faced by the community he's writing to. This style is a distinctive feature of his letter-writing approach, and its similar pattern can also be observed in his other epistles. In 1 Corinthians here, Paul demonstrates this pattern by, con- by con- covering various topics. For example, he addresses divisions within the church, and he emphasizes the importance of wisdom, discusses the issues related to relationships and marriages, and explores the use of special spiritual gifts. And then he delves into the concepts of resurrection after death. Paul adeptly shifts his focus from one topic to the other to address specific concerns and difficulties encountered by the Corinthian community. A clear instance of this pattern can be observed in the transition from 1 Corinthians chapter uh, chapter 6, uh, 13 to 7, verse 1. In the earlier verses, Paul expresses his dismay at members of the church taking legal action against each other, asserting that non-believers should not be the ones passing judgment on matters involving believers. You know, the believers within the church. Paul then emphasizes that the freedom granted by Christ does not justify engaging in sinful behavior. This discussion naturally circles back to the issue of sexual immorality, a concern he addresses throughout the letter. One of the key themes Paul explores is the purpose of the body. He begins by referencing a Corinthian perspective that likens physical desires to the relationship between food and the stomach. This viewpoint may have been used to downplay the significance of certain desires, particularly sexual ones. However, Paul Paul counters this perspective by asserting that the body is intended for a higher purpose, not merely for for fulfilling physical desires, but also for serving and honoring the Lord. The Apostle strongly warns against sexual immorality, highlighting its unique impact on the body. While many sins have external consequences, sexual immorality directly affects one's own body. 
illustrating its spiritual and personal repercussions. Lastly, Paul underscores the collective nature of believers' bodies as the temples of the Holy Spirit. Although he uses an individual example involving a harlot, the reference to you in this passage is plural, emphasizing the communal aspect. So, this underscores the presence of God's Spirit within the entire community of believers, reminding them that they were bought with a significant price, namely the sacrificial death of Jesus. As a result, Paul encourages believers to honor God in their bodies and spirits. Well, application for today. Just as Paul addresses the Corinthians' challenges and concerns, his teaching guides believers in navigating complex issues. The emphasis this passage makes on the purpose of the body as a vessel for honoring God encourages us to recognize the sacredness of our physical selves and to uphold moral integrity in a culture that often trivializes and distorts sexuality. This, this caution in this passage against sexual immorality underscores the importance of maintaining purity and self-control in, in an age of heightened temptation and casual attitudes towards relationships. The clear call for believers today is to honor God with both body and spirit. Here we're reminded of the holistic nature of our faith, urging us to cultivate spiritual practices that align our actions, thoughts, and worship. Just as the Corinthian church was reminded of its unity and responsibility as a community, today Christians are encouraged to view themselves as a collective temple of the Holy Spirit, fostering a sense of accountability, support, and mutual care within the church. Ultimately, Paul's timeless teachings inspire us to lead lives that reflect our identity as Christ followers, embodying his love, truth, and grace in a world that often, often demands compromise and conformity.